0: Today's episode of the Meet and Greet Barbecue podcast is brought to you by AOS Outdoor Kitchens. They are the South's leading outdoor kitchen design and installation specialists. Hello and welcome to another episode of the meet and greet barbecue podcast. We are so lucky today to be speaking to Chris from Big Nose Barbecue, who has so many different things going on, which is fascinating to hear in this episode. And also he has a big part in Sizzlefest as well, but I'll let him talk about that. So without much further ado, here's Chris. So hello, Chris. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us today. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know who you are, would you like to introduce yourself, Instagram handle and all of that?
1: Hi, uh I'm at Big Nose Barbecue. Um, Chris Rowland, by real name, aka Big Nose Barbecue. I'm a um father of one, happily married, um, trying to do the barbecue life down in Southbourne, South Coast, uh Dorset, England. And,
0: and what thanks, are you thanks f- for coming on? It's- yeah. I was to say, what what also are you kind of heavily been connected to recently that Owen and I have not stopped talking about?
1: Oh, in the back. Oh, okay. Well, look, let, let's raise a glass to, to or, or a Yeti cup to everybody that came along to Sizzle Fest. And yes. um, at, like, I, you know, we talk about the barbecue community and I love that, but actually mm-hmm. I've, ch- I've changed it in my mind because I have to get it past my wife. The amount of time, and, and it's it's even I, I can mention some names in a minute, but um and, and this is this is a parallel to a lot of people that we've got to accept that we're going to be allowed out of the house for the day or we're gonna drag them to it. Some are some partners are asking to come now, but also you know, um it's a commitment and Sizzle Fest, it's like it's a barbecue family for me because it, it involves my family because there's a sacrifice that's made, which is basically for the certainly for the three weeks leading up to it, I'm barely at home. Um, and there's a lot of like late night, midnight, two a.m phone calls, ideas at six in the morning on the school run. Um, It's relentless, but it is the family that make the festival and the festival means people. It means it, you know, it means a gathering of people. So when we talk about Sizzle Festival, it is the people and we basically just, we're the aggregators. We're kind of like the the infrastructure and um, the people that kind of have to plan about, you know, things like toilets um, and toilet rolls and various like things that you wouldn't think- The the glamorous stuff. Bins, (laughs) bins <laughs> generators um staging how high should the stage be um where the backdrops should go banners scaffolding um speakers i mean that's that's kind of like my forte really um toilets and audio equipment um so yeah that that's that's the thing but uh yeah it's just a massive massive um thing that relies on every single person participating as much as the people and the sponsors let's not forget about um tmg Bakoa um as a, as a thing collective um, Weber, Yeti, Traeger, Gosney. Um, who else we've got? Oh, the Butchery guys, um, Ant, uh, Craft Meat Dorset, Meatbox.com, um, all those guys, you know, the Q Together guys, the guys that do the um, uh, Broil King. You know, I just go on Weymouth fifty one. It's just it's unbelievable, and then the, and then, and then the people that come with those people that bring those people that then are attracted to it. So yeah, and Tom Gosney flying over. I mean, it's just one of those years where where um, where where the guys uh, Tom um, and uh, Party Tom and and that came over from from America. Um, so it's really, really good to have, and an spicy Jack. So, I mean, this year, like, I, I want to take my hat off, but my headphones are on top. Um, <laughs> <'cause> <laughs> no matter whether you've traveled from, from, from Totten, you know, my mate Willet, you know, I went to school with this guy and he's like at barbecue school now, like it's brought us back together. That's why I said it's family, because he was like family to me. And, and it's like this thing, the community keeps growing, but the, the, the longer this community is going, it is a UK barbecue family. Um, so I'm really hashtag UK barbecue family. I want to see that trending now, now I that. <laughs> but, um, but yeah. And you've you, and you've you, heard you, it here first. And you guys getting me on to talk about it, it's just, I, it blows my mind because, um, you know, a lot of these things born out of lockdown, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Not boring our wives with talking to them about barbecue the whole time. It's finding people who want to talk about it is what we've, yeah. why this came from really. <laughs>
1: Yeah. I mean, we, we we are like, there was that there, there is this sort of um, I call it the cooling off period, and it's literally like two weeks after Sizzle Fest. We're not allowed to do any like our, our family have banned us from getting on those Skype calls and planning mm-hmm. next year, and they think we're nuts. Um, but actually, this year my wife came and enjoyed it, so I think I've got a bit of a um, I think I've definitely got this extra support because she bought some friends. And this is the point bring 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 your partners because I tell you what, the, this thing it's like once they see it and they understand why. Um, but it's more of an event—the entertainment and, and the drinks there. So um, it's like. But then they understand, they get it, and they see the community. They see the community, which is now a family. And um, yeah, great. It's it's it's, it's really an honour to be able to serve the serve serve everybody in that way and just be in the background getting things done. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but awesome. don't, don't spoil my childcare like you know if if
1: you someone to look after the child
0: all day then that's an option as well people
1: people (laughs) driving on half term or or whenever this gets played out they're they're going to be turning down the radio now it's like i'll listen to this later yeah (laughs) so i think
2: that's uh what what we found so uh such a change to the other you know kind of festivals that we've gone to is that primarily the people that are going to the sizzle fest are people within the, the uk barbecue community so they're super passionate but in some way shape or form it, almost everyone's already been talking to everyone and it's the annual get together or it's yeah. just you're meeting someone for the first time but you might have been talking to them on socials or text for for months uh, and and i think that's the difference at other places that we've been which is a bit more sort of general population
1: yeah, I, th- I think I think there's something to be said there, and, it, and it's kind of like I've got a lot of respect for for even pub in the park and Wingfest and all of that sort of thing. But these guys, um, they they have to run it like a company because people want to go to these events, and I've been involved in events my whole life, and and it's a corporation, it's a business, and it has to be a business. And we're kind of learning this with Sizzle Fest is that we can't keep losing money or just about breaking it or borrow it. We borrow so much stuff off people that, you know, goodwill runs for a certain period, but because it's a barbecue community, we're able to keep that um, period going. It's like Premier League players that don't get paid for a while. They they kind of, they get itchy, but I mean, if, if they were, if they were brought up in the, t- you know, it's, it's, it's kind of that thing where we're just trying to keep it as reasonable as possible for people, especially in the current climate. Um, And i think that the difference between us and them is that the brands know that they're going to reach the people that are loyal to them on that day i think that it's an exchange of it's like thank you for your support and obviously all the blogging and the social media and the stuff you guys do and you know whether you've got 400 followers and you're into but you you know you're into barbecue and your mate says come come sizzle fest it's excellent because these are people that buy these products um so it's a great thing for the for the industry so it's an industry meetup where they're not at a trade show or they're not at a big thing like pub in the park where they've got to put a big gate a fence up you know where you've got crowd barriers and you've got a marshal and he's saying you can't and 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 it's that sort of thing i mean that's why we, we i I always have this health and safety chat i don't know if you if you had the live before super so fast i'm like look tell your kids or if you do have to bring your kids for a couple of hours there are hot things there. But I mean, look, if you grow up around barbecues, um, you kind of, you're aware of it. Whereas if you don't grow up around barbecues and suddenly you find yourself in an area where there's loads of live fire going on, um, yeah, things can happen. So it's really good that we can keep it like that. And it's really good that the people there understand. And I think it is that thing where you get together in a car park and and you can talk about each other's cooks. You can talk about why you were using that grill that year or who you and 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 recipes. And 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 it is that thing where, you know, in the pandemic, um, we were doing we were doing the sizzle stuff and raising money with, with the likes of um with, with the likes of James and Cork and Dom, Hampshire, hosting these massive lives, raising money for charity. Um, and I think boozed up during one of them quite early on. I said, look, when this is over you know, I've got some PA equipment, oh, I know a few people, we, 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 you know, we could do something. And then Charles is, you know, Charles and and, and all the guys at SoCal, um, uh, you know, Lindsay, his wife, very tolerant again, another tolerant barbecue wife, um, you know, and, and they, they thought we were mad, you know, Pete and Andy down at the yard. We we're like, we're going to empty it like first year. They're like, what? Uh, <laughs> now this year we're like, you need to empty the yard. And we kind of got them on side, but they were still a little bit unsure. But now I think it's like everybody goes out beyond their remit to put it on. And um, I think that's the vibe that we've got. Um, and, you know, we're, we're going to try and keep that going. And, and and I think we've got to. I think if, it, you know, if we did something for the public, it would be a different thing in a different location. And we would see it differently. And maybe, you know, my, in my heart, it would be some of the guys that are involved in the supporters of Sizzle Fest. You know, we've seen people like Steel Smoking come up and he's running his pop-ups and stuff. You know, maybe they want to be involved and have, have some sort of concession or, or or do something or sell something. Um, but that that is a very different beast. And I take I take my hat off. You know, you look at the history of grill stock and those sort of um, those founders, the, the guys in England, um, it is so easy for things to go against you when you're hiring land and you're putting infrastructure in on that level, and then you've got the extra levels of security. Cause you know, to make a public event work, you you, you know, you've got to get you know, you can't be doing five, 600 people. I think we only have 499 for for, for, for licensing reasons. That's okay. <laughs> um, but obviously over the day in and out, you, you kind of have a few yeah. more. But what I'm saying is, is the minute you go beyond that into into like commercial licensing and all of that stuff, it, yeah, it's, it's a different beast. So it's, yeah, it's really nice to be involved at, I'd say the grassroots level of barbecue or the lump, the lumpwood level of barbecue. We're, we're, no. So are we not there? yeah
0: <laughs> and the thing is as well you all obviously get on together so well you guys running it and i remember earlier in the year kind of see it in public
1: in public yeah in
0: public but yeah. seeing on instagram the fact that you went all the way out to texas together and went around yeah. and that tell, tell us about that trip because yeah, Owen and I, it looked like a dream an absolute yeah, dream
1: it's it's another dream and and um i think that was born out of the fact that we we the only time we had ever actually met um, originally was to put on this festival, and then since then James has been doing some work with SoCal, helping them with with their website and stuff like that. And he he flies in and out, you know, once every couple of months, and we'll do a demo day or we'll meet up at a barbecue school. But in that first year, the first time we met each other, um, and it's quite emo- it was emotional. It was like hey, but we felt like, and I don't know if you guys feel this and people that are listening feel this. You feel like you know people. Mm-hmm. Like the first time I met Marcus, for example, like he's a superstar. Like there's there's people that aren't in the barbecue community at the school that go, you know that, you know that fella, Marcus don't. Yeah, yeah. Because they've seen, and it's the fact that when you walk up to him, you feel like the the, the, the ice has already been broken. And that is the power. Like yeah. social media, there's so many negative things about social media. And when people talk about, it, and I've been sat around a table at a big family event. Oh no no no! And then I said, "Do you realise how much money we raised in lockdown? Um, used, doing Instagram lives for the Royal College of Nursing for Help for Heroes and or um, you know low, uh, there's too many charities, but, but do you see what I mean? That, like social media used in the right way, in and certainly in the in the we got the bakery crowd and and, and we got the barbecue crowd and some of them are into pizza, which now comes over and then we've got the food bloggers that go out and cover all the takeaways and go to restaurants whether it's fish and chips will come out. like you know these guys um they they've put their passion down into um like social media and it's a network and it's a it's a, it's a coping mechanism it's a help mechanism and um, and it's great um, i totally agree it's 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 unbelievable. So we we actually first that we never met each other until the first Sizzle Fest. So actually coming back to the Texas thing, sorry, I go on a tangent because I, I get <laughs> I, I still can't, no, no, no I, I, I still can't believe it. Um, I don't want to beat the record for the longest podcast ever. I, I don't know which one that was. It's like three episodes. Um, you, you break it down. No, but um, Texas was the fa- The fact that we um we did Sizzle Fest, we got away with it. People enjoyed it. It, it was like a micro version of what we did this year and it was like the test and it was um and then it was like right we need to we need to have a social we need to get together and next thing you know I'm getting sent this link with a flight date and um it's (laughs)
2: like
1: right now I need to get this past the wife bearing in mind at that moment I'm still running clubs in London so I'm actually out the house four nights a week away five days um so I'm living in in digs away and you know christmas is the busiest time of year in, in the west end of london and then it's like literally back for a week i think i went up did new year's eve came back by the 7th We're on a flight over to texas and um a lot of that was thanks to um sort of a few people pushing the the agenda um and you know at, at that moment in time it was it was like right okay I should be doing the bathroom in the house, or I should be finishing this studio. the studio. That the plasterboard's going on this week, by the way. Um, so it, it was one of those Definitely. things.
2: We'll, we'll, we'll have the uh, we'll have the
1: update of the studio in 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 another episode. Yeah, yeah, we <laughs> can. Yeah, yeah. So 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 basically, we ended up in we ended up in Texas. Uh, we flew in. Um, we went to Archery County, um, uh, Archery Country. were awesome guys there. Uh, they said, "Look, we're, we're off to shoot some um, some whitetail." um so if you come back at the end of the week they lent us a traeger to take in our van to do some to do some tailgating so we took a ranger with us uh no it wasn't a ranger it was another traeger the small small one i don't know the full product range Uh, digby does you have to ask it anyway so we (laughs) did we did that then then we got over to um to snows and then we went over to wahatchee um we got to franklin's uh leroy and lewis um oh jerby um jerby um goldies which then become texas number one they were actually recording a documentary there on that day some of the guys managed to get on there. i was too busy drinking beer and chatting with the locals um so, so that was great and, and to meet aaron franklin he came out of his house he, he he heard that we were in town and somebody said oh those guys from england have made it and because it was so fresh out of the pandemic and and it was a bit of a risk and my wife's like why are you going there and like in texas the, like covid didn't exist in texas when we went there Right, mm. no nobody wore my uh, it was like going from england where i had to pass three things to get on the flight and then i had to do all this documentation you get down the other end covid didn't exist and my <laughs> wife's like look don't be doing that and i said look i've been working in sub-basement nightclub like, blah, blah, blah like yeah but you're gonna be on a flight and um lo and behold i get a phone call while i'm out in texas my son's gone a mile up the road caught caught covid i mean he's fine obviously <laughs> um i've done the whole the whole period in in, in america um and and avoid it but it was a funny time because not so many people have been there for a while i still think it was like americans go to austin and that it's like a bit of a destination like vegas is but um for english people to be going out there i think they go but they don't go as a big group and they're not like a a barbecue a set of guys that blog for barbecue so we were really really well accepted and and i recommend it to anybody if you go out there um don't say that you know us guys because no. go go out there no go out there and speak to people and it's passionate and if you get there early enough like tootsie um cooking um over over at snows in the morning and she smiled us and she's hey from england and then she's so busy working like it's it's like you know, it, it blows your mind. She's there shoving it, just like you saw on Netflix. It wasn't, you know, sometimes you watch something and it's dressed up. No, she, Tootsie, bless her, the Queen of Barbecue is there through the night in minus temperatures, all right, next to the pit. It's it's hot. Uh, and she's literally just using her hand to gauge the temperature. She doesn't look at the temperature gauge. And then um, they said, look, um, uh, so um, the guys from TMG, uh, they, they know, um, like, his uncle... His uncle is related to the, the guy, one of the business partners. And they said, look, do you want to do you want to come forward? And like, no, 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 we want to stay in the queue. And we did the queue. And and then uh, at the end of it, we were so lucky that Clay and um, and Tootsie came and actually like sat with us and chatted with us for a bit and we, we got our photos. and you know that that was just and it's just the whole experience of seeing the sun rising over the back of the smoke because i've got some great pictures i I, I might repost them actually when when this podcast goes up so people know what i'm talking about but it's like that it sounds
0: religious almost spiritual
1: that's exactly what it is and um it was january you know and and um i wouldn't want to be there i wouldn't want to be there in the heat I mean, in January, like half minus one early, like four in the morning. We were there half three, four in the morning. And then, you know, by by midday, it's getting warm as it is. You know, <laughs> imagine being there. These guys queue like four, five, 600, 800 deep, you know, on on a hot day. I, I couldn't do that. But people drive for miles. And, and some of them are picking it up like Saturday morning to take back for their for their dinner on Sunday after church i mean it it is religious religion does come into and and it is it's like that that is that is the whole thing isn't it it's like church and barbecue and um you know god god bless them I mean, they they really do put their heart and soul into it um yeah it's, de- really, it's
2: definitely it's definitely a dream holiday for me yeah
1: yeah and, and the guys at yeti again the guys at yeti gave us full access we we filmed there we chatted they came out um they met us not just once but twice. They took us to, to Leroy and Lewis. Um, yeah, really, really good to to have that sort of support network. And, and I think if you reach out to people and say we're coming, that they, you know, they will they will let you see a bit more or that or they'll be receptive to the point that you're there. And they and they, they they get excited by it. So um I highly recommend it to people. Um so yeah, let's see if we get another trip, that would be great. Um, just gotta get that past the uh the family budget <laughs> at the moment. But um I'll, I'll, let I'll us guess. know if there's a couple of spaces. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean I mean this is this is the thing. It's like, do we do, I mean, is this a plug on from Sizzle Fest? It's like, is there something in the future? But it's very hard now. You have to kind of get you have to get like a tour license and stuff, if you want to take mm-hmm. people and like hire a bus, and there's very funny rules about how you structure like doing um, tours. But is this something that we look at in the future and we say, do you know what? We're gonna we're gonna organize something. We're gonna get off. There's gonna be a coach there, and we're all gonna just go and do it. And and I think that is that is probably like a next level dream. But I think you know, in reality, we've got to get through the next couple of years and keep our heads down and stay healthy and work hard. And then I think that could be that dream could be realised um you know if anybody wants to organize it because i'm too busy doing sizzle fest <laughs> uh, count me in count me in uh, <laughs> yeah so but yeah america is, is is highly recommended and and actually that was a chance for us as a team to kind of um bond and actually learn about each other and um you know cork snores um digby, digby snores charles doesn't like sharing hotel rooms but why should he um steve steam train barbecue he's basically Charles's best mate who is the backbone he he he's like our stage manager um on the main stage a uh, great fella so it's charles and his best mate and then an englishman an irishman a scotsman and an englishman that's asian that lives in copenhagen so we're a right, we're a right bunch, a right odd bunch. But I mean, you get down to the stockyards and, and you end up getting free drinks because everybody claims to be half Scottish or half Irish. Yeah. You never go, oh, I'm half English, let me buy your drink. But if you stand with them, you actually get drinks. And it's weird. It's like, you know how guys buy girls' drinks? It's like if you go out there with an night so take an Irish, Irish fella and a Scottish fella, and it's like you get drinks bought for you. I've I've never seen that. I've never felt that that love before. Um but it was no strings attached, by the way. <laughs>
0: never happens to us Welsh <laughs> we're the ones who have to buy the drinks most of the time
2: <laughs> <laughs> so just out of interest then uh, you mentioned obviously that cooling off period where you're, you 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 know you're you're banned from talking about barbecue for a couple of weeks just after Sizzlefest. Yeah. and yeah. we're what 3 weeks 3 weeks out from it now so just after the cooling period yeah. hence why we managed to get you on yeah <laughs> When, when when does Sizzle Fest 2023, when's the conversation starting, if they haven't already?
1: It started this morning, actually. Bill Bill was on his way somewhere. Cork's shouted a few things. I think we get together in about a week's time um, in terms of like a Skype call. And then there'll be further conversations in November. I think the main thing that we've got to do this year is is just try and find a... A sponsor that wants to kind of um be like a title sponsor because what it is is you've got to realize that we we've taken so much from everybody now including the production company that I do a lot of work for um which is kind of leading on to something else that I'm I'm setting up is almost going back into having a production company that that does other things so that it can find... <laughs> it's one of those things that I've, I've stumbled I kind of moved away from that for a bit and, and naturally I've been brought back into it so I'm kind of looking at ways that we can kind of um do other activities that then generate like you know a lot of events kind of have smaller events that then sort of enable mm-hmm. you to have some cash flow to 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 yeah. do what you want. So yeah I think that's what we're looking for really this year is we, we need to find a way to make it sustainable. Um, and there's lots of ways of doing that. But um unfortunately it's like especially when 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 we 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 put on the news at the moment and there's a lot of negativity, you can't keep empty in the same people's pockets or the or the same um like the brands are there for us but they've been very generous but what we need to do is kind of like accept that things change a bit and and like loyalty means everything so we can't rely on them heavily they've helped us prove a point so if anybody's out there that wants to wants to you know maybe they've got a company or something to do with barbecue and and they feel like they want to um, come and get involved and, and we get you know if you if you sponsor sizzle, this isn't an advert by the way but if you sponsor sizzle fest and you know this year we'll, we'll put some packs so it's like a team uh, like a corporate day out on as well as part yeah. of your sponsorship so that's what we've got to look at do doing to make it sustainable it's like you know i don't want to do it like a, a football grounds where you've got a box and all those guys sit in the box and and they get preferential but you get a package with a day out and and that that then enables you to warrant spending a bit more on advertising you get the you know you get the full package and the hospitality and maybe a bit of barbecue school thrown in and 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 other things from SoCal so yeah we're 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 looking at that at the moment um but the conversations are happening um and um and yeah and and you know we've had a lot of great feedback I'll be honest it's like um some of the feedback I, I I brought a tear to my eye some of it made me um think I want to say this in a politically correct way I think sometimes when people write feedback they forget that we're volunteers
2: mm-hmm.
1: um so um we can make it really professional and we only charge what was it 35 this year i think it was and um it actually costs us 80 pound a head to put on so that tells you i think it's 8357 or something um it's on a spreadsheet somewhere and i <laughs> i do stuff and somebody else looks at the spreadsheet and at the end they say this is the black hole. And I go, oh, okay, but we've done it now. <laughs> Let's talk <laughs> about the next one. Um, so yeah, no, 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 the production guys never want to be in, 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 you know. so I just kind of work within some perimeters. And and um, yeah, so it's like, everybody's been very generous. There are things that we can always improve. Like this year was a big improvement on the previous year. Um, next year, we know where we can improve things. Um, you know, some of it's service stuff, some of it's f- like food, var- vari- variating maybe one stage was too loud and the other one was too quiet but you know to change those things you've got to put more money in and and you know product, it's like you guys with a podcast you start with something and then you you buy a little bit more you buy a new microphone and you think Pokey, this is just a podcast like when when you're dealing with with entertainment and and you've all, you know when you do a festival you've always got to have something in your pocket for the next year um yeah. so th- th- I think that's the stage that we're at now in the short and simple is we're in the exploring and listening stage and trust me we love the feedback even to hear the negative feedback and that's what we need to improve ourselves but then sometimes it is a bit disheartening when you think yeah but you're getting great value so so that's yeah. just a little bit so um but i know i know that like 95 percent of people they get it and and it's great to just share that with you that we, we, we really appreciate um the feedback that we got and we we are working on it so yeah, we're, we're plugging the holes in the ship.
0: <laughs> with, with all that work you're doing, and you know barbecue being part of the work you're doing as well, what what do you do to relax and blow off steam? If
1: you just need some headspace, what do you do to well, relax? Um, basically, uh, I, I I well I like this time of year because this time of year I um I can do the low and slow in the garden. And it's very calm and it's not hectic. In the summer, I I like I just basically I'm out fishing, I'm out catching, see, see go, going for bass, uh, going for uh anything mackerel, um, flounder, any anything flatties, you know. Um there's some nice, there's some nice um there's some nice placing at the moment. So I'm gonna be going after those this week. Um so yeah, that's what I try to do. I try to go out fishing. I've got I've got a boat with my um with my wife and my and my father and all the three of us. I went in on it and it was like one of those things where i spent my whole sort of career working in london being away from the family i never went out at the weekends or, or evenings so like that little bit that i managed to 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 have a, a because i wasn't you know going through my, i kind of like when i finished in the clubs in london i was like right that's the whole thing was was like yeah when i quit i've got to have enough to 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 like have a decent deposit on a house and be able to have a boat and i've managed i've managed to do that um so yeah that's what i do i just go i go fishing and it is literally i'm blowing off i'm blowing off 18 years of steam of working in licensed premises djing touring um managing and and so yeah that's my thing and i I think this year has been a it's like a transition year for me i haven't quit london to be a to, to do barbecue but I've quit London so that I can have time to be involved in things related to barbecue and then I'm I'm just sort of freelance working bits and bobs on the side so it's yeah it's definitely um it's great so I think I think that's it really it's like get your smoke going this time of year low and slow I, th- I think in the summer it's like life's really busy and hectic. So it's like, right, we'll grill or, or we'll do a tomahawk or we'll do some kebabs or we'll we'll do stuff like that. But yeah, because I don't have time. And obviously the, the end of August is literally coming into Sizzle Fest season. So it's, yeah, it's all, all, all hands on deck. So um, yeah, it's, it's fishing and smoking barbecue. I suppose one lends into the other as well, surely. Yeah, it does. I mean, there's nothing better than catching a bass, bringing it back um you know gutting it scaling it out on the lawn I'm banned from scaling fish in the house um <laughs> and then literally I'm a, I'm a bit like um you know I, it, it's it's like I don't know like Floyd or Rick Stein or those kind of guys they kind of say you know fresh seafood langoustines things like that I don't catch langoustines but I, I, I'm i passionate. it's literally like butter garlic bit of olive oil lemon that is it scallops the same thing I don't, I don't I don't want to be messing around with it like it goes on it comes off and you eat it with a nice salad simple you know and and that's that's the great thing when you catch your own fish you you, you you're already in your mind never go out never this is this is a trick if you get if you're thinking about doing this or you're going to go out fish don't <clears throat> don't go out and buy all the sides and have your barbecue think i'm going to barbecue tonight fish because if you think like that you won't catch anything so you, you've you've kind of just got a Go and catch something, then say I'm gonna barbecue fish tonight because I've I've learned that. It, it never works the other way around. You can't <laughs> you can't invite everybody over and say, I'm gonna go and catch some fish today. Uh because cause the boat will probably break down. I mean uh, power steering went the other day and I had to go back in. So so um so yeah, don't ever promise anybody fish. Just just be grateful when you catch it. That again, that's biblical, isn't it? It's like, you yeah. know. Yeah.
2: <laughs> if you've been looking or thinking about an outdoor kitchen, then look no further, than AOS outdoor kitchens.
0: They are the South's leading outdoor kitchen design and installation specialists.
2: Their extensive showroom is based just outside Bournemouth on the dorset Hampshire border and as well as numerous in-store displays, also features a live outdoor kitchen where they cook every week on Kamado grills, pizza ovens and all filmed and shown on
0: YouTube. They offer a wealth of knowledge on how to transform your patio into the most incredible outdoor dining area with styles and options to suit every budget and you can guarantee they will be able to create something perfectly suited to you and your home. They stock and
2: supply everything that you're going to need for outdoor cooking, including barbecues, kamado ovens, pizza ovens, outdoor fridges, and every accessory that you would need to become the ultimate outdoor chef.
0: So if you want to make yourself the envy of your friends and neighbours, get in touch with them today to arrange a consultation and take the first step in transforming your back garden into the most incredible entertainment space. Visit aoskitchens.co.uk so kind of
2: moving forward for you then obviously you know you, you've already mentioned that you're looking at you know scissor first 2023 yeah. you're saying you're doing fishing you, you were kind of doing sort of freelance you know in terms of the kind of djing and that type of thing that you've you've been doing um but on the barbecue side you know have you got any kind of plans for how you move forward into into next year
1: yes yeah, so I, I, um, I was very lucky this year um this is another thing don't ever agree to do a pop-up and then DJ in the afternoon of a festival, then finish your pop-up in the evening. Because what happens is, is when you come back from doing your two-hour set, everybody's seen you, they're like, oh, that's the barbecue guy. And then by the time you've walked back with your records and you got back behind your, the queue's massive, and you're you basically yeah and you've had two hours off so you're behind on on everything like getting 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 another batch of chili on or or the next batch of pulled pork ready to go in 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 the hot cupboard so um yeah i've been very lucky this year where um a couple of guys that run little independent festivals for 500 people on their land over in the new forest they were like chris can you can you come and do barbecue um so yeah we did the pop-up thing my wife came and helped um I think it. I think it is a family business. When you look at the likes, I say still smoking again. All the family are involved. You can't. You can't rely on mates. You can like barbecue buddies, but you can't yeah. just and and you can't you can't rely on casual. You, you when you start and if you listen to Good News Barbecue, it's the same thing. He had his son out working for him in in um, in in uh, Oregon this week at, at the American football game, and it's it's that same thing where you you kind of like oh, babe. I really need. You. So you put them on. You put them on the card machine because they're, they're temperamental, man. Don't get me started on... So you, you go down to a site and you'll, you'll test the machine. It all works. And then you put 500 people in the field and then the sale's busy and it's and, and you're trying to trying to do that because everybody's trying to do contactless. And, and then you go back to cash and then you run out of change. There's all this sort of fun that happens when you're, you're starting out in... in. Um... So it's like pop-ups, events, um, little bits and bobs. I've done some stuff at a brewery. Um, literally, I was doing my Lachmahan, which is the... Uh, or Manakish, which is kind of like peed which is also kind of like um mountain pizza lebanese style okay I'll, I'll get there in the end so yeah it's yeah. basically it's basically spice spice mints on bread i'm sure i'm sure there's quite a few people out there that have, that have seen that about um and i like doing that and and kind of so on one hand um i do that sort of thing if there's a pizza oven there i i, I will never try and challenge the um the neapolitan pizza guys i think that's a you know and 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 making the poolish and all this sort of stuff I, it's a real art form um i'm getting there but i'm i'm not prepared like people like peddling i take my hat off to them um awesome but um yeah so i stick to to the, to my sort of lebanese heritage so uh yeah and and i'll make some shawarma and I'll, so if you want a chicken version if you don't like spice so i mix lamb and beef uh and then i and then i'll basically put kofta spices in with that um nice. And when people say which which rub do you, I want to show you something. Actually, there you go. I brought this out here because people people talk about rubs. Now I think this is great because what happens is is um, I think it's the same with the American. Actually, I, I'm going to draw a parallel here. When the Americans were looking at us in the early in the pandemic, we're friends with them all now. But they're like, who are these English guys doing American barbecue? Mm-hmm. Like they go, oh, like ah, that, yeah, but then they don't know what they do. Authentic. Now they believe it. They but they believe it. Because we're importing their smokers or we're buying their rubs. And Neil Sarat came over. You know, he knows it now that we're really into it. Um and 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 people say, What do you use? And and like this is these rubs, these are rubs, these are rubs, these are spices. But you know, when you when you look at that, it says made in Lebanon, right? When people talk to me about shawarma spices or kofta spices, right? If you if you see this stuff by Abedo, Made in Lebanon, right? This this is authentic, right? This has been used by the family for, you know, for generations. And before it was put in a packet by, um, the guys in Lebanon, it was the family would make the spice mix and stuff like that. Um, yeah. So I take a bit of my heritage and I kind of anglicize it a little bit. Maybe I'll put some some extra cheese on there, um, and 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 things like that, and and. and and that's what I try to do. And i make some babaganoush and some hummus. So that's one sort of menu I do. And then obviously if I'm doing like a festival in the field, I'm doing like pulled pork. So I'll spend a couple of days doing the pork up, fact packing it down, then, then basically like bain-marie hot it, um, basically heat it in the pack, split it open. I've, I've, you know, you learn, you learn how to do it. Only a fool cooks barbecue on the day. Do you, do you see what I mean? If you're serving barbecue, do not cook it on the, don't say I'm going to stay up all night, the night before and cook it unless you've got a big team. Like Crossfire, there's, there's guys that do that because they've got a team and that's their setup. But when you're a small guy, like a one-man band, um, you kind of, there's the prep thing. So you you kind of like, you, you've got to do a menu. So I do the smash burgers as well. Um, Always popular. Um try and get some really local aged um like dexter dorset dexter beef mints so I'm kind of doing like um, um sandwiches american sort of whether it's pulled pork or, or or beef um I'm looking at getting into doing um I want to do a Philly, a steak Philly sandwich and um, pop- up that's my next thing um I just miss that so much you know like the green peppers and, the, and, mm. and like that onion with the cheese and and like the the, the but what i've what I've decided is so I want to smoke the beef then i like smoke it to medium and or medium rare, and then smash it up and then do it on the skillet. And I, I did some the other day, and I just like I blew my mind off in the kitchen. I was like, right <laughs> next next pop up that I get, I'm doing this. Um, so yeah, I, I like I like that. So I don't know, donkey box potentially. There, there's there's talks of getting a um, there's a vehicle with a tow bar on its way to me shortly. Um, so yeah, am I gonna get a donkey box or well, a double horse box and kind of build, build a service counter? and i think that what i would like to do with that is kind of like use it for when i need it and then also like offer it out to people if they need like somebody that's starting out and they they need a service thing maybe i could say look pay me like you know rent this trailer as your service counters to help because not everybody can invest in stuff right so I, i think that it shouldn't just be sat in a car park like rusting away is things have got to be used. Um, Maybe like team up with a couple of chefs from the local college, give them an opportunity. I think that's my next project really, is to like create, um, get a few guys that want to work a little bit, but they want to make money rather than me employing them and saying, hey, make sure they've got all their credentials. So that's kind of where we're going. I think that um, I'm going to be doing a bit more like event stuff in marquees and maybe offering a catering thing on the side. I think that's kind of, because people are asking, that that's why i think that's yeah that's where it's coming from people are starting to ask me to do things and um i'm one of those guys that stupidly just says yes all the time <laughs> and then i'm like what am i doing then i pull it off and then somebody else asks me um but yeah you you need your family behind you on stuff like that because you can really rely on them if they want to help um so yeah that's where we're going we're going on this journey of occasional pop-ups and i and i don't want to do it full-time though i you know I've, I've worked in um I ran a fish and chip shop when I when I left school because I, I didn't didn't really do what I should have done at school. And uh I w- after a summer of dossing around, my dad said, You need to get a job. And I just looked in the paper and there was this chef's uh, chef's job at um a place called Shay Fred's, which is a very famous fish and chip shop. People like Russ Abbott used to used to eat there and oh. um all, all sorts of famous people that would, would come down to Bournemouth, like Paul Daniels, they would all go there. It was that thing where you know, you go in the restaurant and they get the photo with the with the celebrity doing the doing the like the, the circuit of Blackpool and Bournemouth and stuff. So yeah, they used to come in this fish and chip shop. So, you know, I've done that. I've done the catering full-time. I've worked in pub kitchens. Um, and I, yeah, as much as I love it, um, I don't want that every day of the week. So I think it's this sort of and this is a great thing about barbecue, right? Is that you can you can do these things occasionally and you can dip in yes. and out of it around your job and around your other commitments it's not like having a premises and you've got to be there from like six in the morning till 11 at night like i've done in the past you know um so yeah exciting stuff and and, and there's also talks of me i, I want to do some sort of i'm finding that there's quite a um there's quite a lot of people that um don't want to go to barbecue masterclasses per se, but they want to learn how to stop burning chicken on barbecues. So I think that my knowledge is good enough to help that little pocket of people on a local scale, whether it's from my garden, like having three or four people over, um, like even if it's friends and family to start with, because yeah. people always, they, you see, they, they're not on Instagram. So they're the guys, my wife's like, why are you on the phone again on a, on a Thursday or Friday night? It's like, cause, cause Matt's out and he's trying to cook this thing and he doesn't know what he's doing. So I'm I'm talking him through the process on the phone. So I think that's something that I wanna do. So I wanna I want to do a bit of community work with, with the people that don't see themselves as pit masters or, or in the barbecue community and kind of get them into into where they, they could be. Because a lot of people are passionate about food. They're just scared of it, right?
2: Yeah absolutely yeah well i mean it sounds like there's plenty plenty on the cards for you in the, in the next 12 months like Sorry, eight, about 10 minutes, minutes
1: of stuff yeah yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> so
2: uh, you, obviously you were talking about a couple of different cuisines and that uh, yeah. and, and and things that you like to cook when you have done pop-ups what would you yeah. say is your your favorite thing to cook on a barbecue
1: um it depends so um i would I would probably go if it's for me in the house with my family coming round it's probably like my 2 day marinade um lamb shawarma on the rotisserie in the komado and then I'm nice. making I'm making um um lebanese mountain breads out of the um at the cosmic dome and then obviously I've, I've done some babaganoush by literally just roasting the um, Sh one t out of some uh, out of some aubergines and getting the getting the tahini out and getting the lemon and the garlic, um, getting some fresh parley, smashing some tabbouleh together. Get the get the cracked wheat wheat out the night before and soak that, and um, you know some nice fresh tomatoes and, and that sort of thing. I think that's that's kind of where it's at with us, and and, and maybe yeah. doing some lamb koftas. That's 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 like that's the family. That's the one where everybody's happy. Um, and they feel like they've been to a Lebanese restaurant without having to go to London and spending 200 quid. So, yeah. yeah.
2: You've only charged
1: 195. Yeah, something like that. No, no, trust me, I've I've had it over the years. So I I feel like it's time, that. and this is part of the thing, I think, with food. I feel like I'm paying my family back for all the great things they've done over the years every time I get them over. And I don't know if, I'm sure a lot of people relate to this, but it's like, it is that moment where you feel like, whether it's cooking a roast, actually, and you've got your your mother and father and all around or, or or your sister or whatever, you feel like you're giving them some love back. Yeah. Um and, and you enjoy it. And that's the thing because some people don't enjoy the cooking bit. They enjoy having people over and drinking, but they, they don't execute the cooking bit very well. So it's good when you you can kind of make that difference.
2: I suppose actually that probably leads us onto one of our favorite parts of the podcast when you're talking about some people don't execute it very well what uh Ooh. we love to talk about barbecue fails so uh ev- everyone's got to have one so uh w- w- what for you chris is, is a
1: standout barbecue fail uh, well, i've got a, got a few um i've got a couple really um, <laughs> so we got dave from wild potatoes or, or 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 the big pork drop um <laughs> you, know, you want both um. So, um, it was I'd upset Victoria. I think I'd been out a little bit heavy. Um, the night before, I think the air show was on in Bournemouth. uh it's all right. You know, we'll we'll, we'll cook this, and then we'll go. We'll go and watch some of the air show. Um, corn-fed chicken on the rotisserie. I'll make some day from my potatoes. I'd literally just got the Gosney dough. So I put it in. Sort of follow the recipe. Stuck it in tweaking the temperature i thought it's like an oven i can do this i can do this and it just comes out it's like liquidy it's like the, the potato is still hard and then i realized that i shouldn't have soaked the um the, the, the potatoes after they come off the uh off, off the mandolin so basically mm-hmm. i've taken all the bits that help it sort of break down and i knew that i've made it hundreds of times yeah just like oh yeah you know just cooking away hangover um and you could just see if i was like what is this and oh, the chicken was nice though um pork drop uh pit barrel cooker so, so
2: just going back yeah. with potatoes like it's so unforgiving as well in it like when a potato yeah. is hard it, it's not even one that you can just politely it's no. it just ah. doesn't taste nice hard right
1: so actually i this is where i've got a shout out so now i've got the door for my gosney dome this week i am going to actually be able to do it where i can fire up some pizzas then i can make my dough for my potatoes i can put the door in and i can literally just leave it and forget about it right um so i'm looking forward to actually doing that and the problem was i didn't have a door so you either had the burner on or you had it shut down and then it wasn't enough heat and so it was like i was yo-yoing it and and it wasn't cool um, so I'm looking. I'm really looking forward to doing that because actually I should have just realised you need a door to do stuff like that. You know anything yeah. that takes a long period and consistent residual heat. Mm. Um, really, I should just put it on the Comodo. Would have been would have been fine. Um, but I think not as fun though, is it? It's not as fun if nah, you play with toys, don't you? No, nah, exactly, exactly. So um, that was that. So thanks Gosney for bringing it out the door. It took a while, but I, I appreciate with them <laughs> that they want to get things right and they don't just release stuff. There was a guy. That knocked one up on ebay which was literally a panel but if you notice the gosney one it's it's got the proper seal around it and it's got the the sliding vent so i'm glad i didn't waste 50 quid i'm i'm sure the guy that made it brilliant and it and it works for a reason but um yeah now i've got the official one i'm going to give that a go um pork drop was mother was over um doing some we were doing some stuff we're doing the garden i come over did a garden for the day make some of that nice pulled pork yeah yeah so i went up to webster's butcher's see joseph got a lovely lovely bit of pork uh boston butt i think it was like a it wasn't a cheap piece it was like a some gloucester spot special like you know one of these like rare breeds sort of really good quality hand reared blah 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 so i get that back Get the rub on, put the mustard on, you know, bit bit of bit of uh bit of, I don't know, I, don't, I forget which rub it was. Oh no, I was making rubs at that point. Yeah. So it's like, great, get it on. Uh, all right, let's go to um let's go to some garden centres. Cause it's a set and forget, right? That's the idea. <laughs> you put it on and and so come back, come up the side of the house about two and a half hours later. And all I can do is dee, 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 dee. now i i you know i I'm, I'm not i haven't got the whole uh wi-fi meter whatever because I, I just i'm normally around right but i've got my soriken which is the real cheap i've got it off amazon or ebay like 2016 or 2015 i bought this probe set, it's still going i'm down to two probes out of the six work now um and i left it out in the rain the other day it still works um but it's not wi-fi it's Bluetooth. Yeah. Um, but I come back, dee, 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 my neighbours. I come on the street. He's like, oh, Chris, there's something beeping in your garden for the last. And he knows a barbecue. So he's like, is, is it meant to do that? I was like, What? I ran like, Run up the side. He's like, Oh man, this smoke coming now. Basically, I I I had put the hooks in, but because this bit of um, pork was so heavy, I got my two hooks in on on the uh, on the rebar. You know how the pit barrel sets up, yeah. and I think obviously one has slipped. The porks dropped. Then the next ones obviously it must have been there like dangling for a bit and then it went poof, straight down into the fire pit um yeah and it was like 38 38 quid's worth of pool pork and there was like 12 people coming around to eat like that evening just a complete total write-off um yeah so yeah just just make sure you hook stuff up properly basically if you're wiring your house wire it up properly if you if you're hooking stuff in in your barbecue just make sure that you, you actually like do the job so i think i hadn't gone through the muscle properly and i hadn't like kind of come back around the other side so yeah just um yeah that's a pit barrel fail but actually that's the trusted cooker that's that's like the first american uh barbecue thing that i got um my brother had, like recommended it to me actually he said well i'd i'd get a pit barrel cooker and i looked at it and i think they're like 300 odd quid 330 quid and it actually got imported from America to my house. And uh, I built, I built, I built a deck just for it to go on. So I think the barbecue <laughs> cost three hundred quid, and then the deck cost like fifteen hundred quid. I was like, no, no, I need and, the, the, and, the pork,
2: and the pork was two grand. Um, yeah, and ended
1: up in the, yeah. the box. So he, he can, yeah. I mean, this is the thing. How we we do get a little bit mad, don't we? Yeah. We like build, like everyone's building shacks, and so this house that we're in now. Um, I I didn't even look around the house. Just went in the garden. And I went, ah. Oh, there's a pagoda here. Uh, that's a barbecue shack. And was like, <laughs> "You're not going to come and look in the house." It's like, "No, no, no. We're buying this house." <laughs> 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 so we are, we are mad, aren't we? We're totally mad. And she thought it was going to be like a yoga den, but um, how wrong was she? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, amazing.
2: Oh, I, I, yeah, I feel absolutely gutted with that as well. But yeah, it's, it's one of those things, isn't it?
0: Yeah. We all make mistakes, that's how we learn, frankly, and that, that's why we celebrate barbecue fails. In fact, we we did some recordings some videos this weekend with our friend with um Jody down at AOS kitchens and you had an interesting one Owen because you failed but then you saved it.
2: I did, yes, yeah. so actually Chris for you, you were also, you you popped in to see us at the yeah. weekend so if, obviously by the time this comes out it'd have been a little while ago, but um yeah, so after you left we kind of uh, we did a ready steady cook challenge uh, which we, which we're preparing for YouTube so were you basically tomat-
1: like- were you red tomatoes
2: <laughs> or, or green peppers <laughs> well we didn't do that side of things but we did the premise of we all went and got bought a bag of food and the other people had to cook uh, I got a bake essentially I, I got all sweet ingredients to baking
1: and i'm not a did baker. See that? i did see that on the side mm. and i made a joke it's like oh is somebody making a cheesecake or something and you're like <laughs> you knew then that you knew <laughs> that the fresh
2: was on oh of my god reactions. right it was uh so i decided to do a joint uh, the worst thing about it as well is jody b- had bought some scales because he, he bought he bought the bags he pre-bought some scales we turned them on the battery had gone Right. Uh, so we couldn't have a battery. So I literally just had to kind of free pour the ingredients to some extent. Uh, and I tried to cook a giant cookie on the Delavita pizza oven. And as I pushed it in, as I pushed it into the <laughs> into the oven, one into of the, the logs. Had, yeah, one of the logs had actually fallen on top of the cookie Ooh. and pretty much started setting it alight. So I had to kind of rush and get it out. And then in the end, I'd I say, it, I don't know. 15% of it was kind of black and then I've managed to flick it over and we ended oh. up having to finish it off in the
1: monolith but uh it was a, it was a sunny side up um, sunny, yeah cookie. a sunny side
2: up
1: yeah cooking yeah
2: I think it well, didn't look pretty but it tasted it good. tasted
1: good I think the bake the baking thing wasn't it? let's go back to the pandemic when we did the Sunday roast uh raising money for charity that was a great one because it was gel- it, oh no that was nice weather I think it was the I think it's the football one that was blown a uh, American football. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And I was doing Yorkshire puddings in an old Weber kettle. I think I mentioned that to you guys, didn't I? Mm-hmm. And, I do, and it's yeah. like, you're blind, ba- it's blind baking, isn't it? I, I think yeah. baking anything, I my cap to Sue Stoneman at this oh, moment.
0: what a legend. Yeah. What a um, legend.
1: Sue's brownies. Oh, my days. And she had some at me table. She's like, do you want some of my brownies? I was like, oh, she's just... But yeah, so like, it is one of those things like Yorkshire puddings, um, baking biscuits, um, all sorts of stuff. Um, I think the trick is, it's like probably like, m- make sure that your commado sat... I think that's the trick is use a commado. Make sure it's sat at a good temperature. Have your deflector plate in and maybe your divide and conquer system and kind of sit it up a little bit higher um Mm -hmm. but yeah i think yeah it definitely definitely
2: doesn't work in a pizza oven. well
1: (laughs) maybe with the door maybe with the god maybe with the door i mean maybe uh, you can say i'll I'll set myself a challenge but on the back of this is that i will try and bake a cookie Was it a cookie did you say yeah it was a giant cookie that you put in a cast iron pan. So it wasn't a very merry land, was it?
0: Hey.
1: <laughs> hey. Hey. I'm here all night. No, I'm not. Um, people tune out at that moment. Um, sorry about that, guys. Oh, actually, look, uh, th-
2: again, this has got to be the perfect opportunity now to move into our barbecue bingo. Ah, segway uh, in. We're segway in. Uh, seg- yes. We're segway It's so natural. Yeah. Uh, right. So I'll share my screen. As ever, we've got our, our spinning wheel of ingredients. Um, where we'd love for you to cook whatever it lands on. However, I think as it's a, n- a new season, so this is now the fourth season, we'd like to make a slight wow. change. Fourth season. And give give and a round I- applause. Season <laughs> four, guys. <laughs> 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 I've
0: Thank made you. it on season um, four without uh, killing each other
1: yeah if you guys know you guys are awesome yeah no no season four well done guys i know what well, i know what you. that means in podcasts i want to say that actually guys like, i've been involved in production i think one of you's worked in in radio broadcast before mm. it is a lot and 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 like obviously the guests but um yeah well done guys well done cheers it's been it's been there, a journey there was a stat <laughs> it
2: has there was a stat when we were launching actually that most most people find it difficult to get past episode six
1: yeah mm.
2: yeah uh, not listeners as in the actual people recording it six yeah. episodes yeah. yeah you don't realize how lost, much but... actually goes
0: into it with like the planning what are you are going to do the recording the editing yeah um the uploading and all of that but it's yeah. also thanks to people listening you yeah. know we wouldn't be here if it was like three people listening every week no maybe maybe we would no. just not recording oh trust yet. me
1: i've i've <laughs> done dj shows literally for three people uh mm. on soundcloud back back in the day but yeah no well done guys <laughs> Uh, so what we'd like to do is do a
2: slight change and in one of the episodes that we recorded pre pre this was we kind of did it by accident but it ended up being one of our guests had kind of give us inspiration to put put something on there during the actual episode so now we'd like to make that a permanent fixture in in that we're going to spin this and whatever it lands on we'd love you to cook however what we'd like you to do is give us one ingredient or dish to, to add to the list in hope that the next guest that we record um lands on that and and so on and so forth so we'll, we'll get people to add to it every every week so uh there's my signature dish and that is hope well if if that lands on that we'd like you to cook what you're famous for I'm I'm wondering if it's
1: the you spoke about earlier yeah yeah, yeah. well right now yeah. right now I've gotta do it
0: the, the, this I this very no, no, second no, no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: send it in the post are get it ubered
0: yeah, yeah yeah um is there anything on um, that that wheel that either you're allergic to or like you couldn't touch for some reason
1: well pineapple's not allowed on pizza but that's not barbecue um <laughs> uh, la, la, la. No, i I think I'm. I think I'm all right. I mean, the ice cream's obviously a, a bit a bit of a. It's, that's that's the banana skin, isn't it? Yeah.
0: But it, again, it can yeah. be used as an ingredient or part of something you're putting together. So it could be served on the side. You've talked about the cookie already. Yeah. Um, it, it's just interesting to see how people's brains work when they start thinking about this. Yeah. Okay.
2: Okay, I'm going to give it a spin, and then in the back in the, in in your mind, have 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 something ready for us to add in. Okay, three, two, one.
0: It's always the awkward moment of the quiet spin. Ow! <laughs> we know it's not going <laughs> on a pizza.
1: You have a winner, <laughs> pineapple. Ah. Yeah. I mean, this comes back to my seafood thing, where you want to, like, sometimes you want to keep things... So, You want me to tell you what I would do with it?
0: Yeah, please do. What,
1: straight away? Straight I mean, away. your initial... You- no, no, just give us your
2: initial thoughts. And then obviously when, when you actually get around to doing it for us, all we ask is that you just tag us in on Instagram so that we, uh, and Facebook or whatever so that we can we can just kind of repost it and share it.
1: Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So there's two things that I could do with that. It's like a pineapple upside down sort of steam pudding sort of thing in the Kamado. Mm-hmm, uh, nice. My son would would probably, and my mother in law would definitely enjoy that. So I would probably be consulting her tomorrow morning about that. Um, <laughs> no, I don't wake up with my mother in law for the record. I, I, I just, <laughs> okay, I, I, I pop round there after the school run just to make sure they're all right. Different sure. um, uh, <laughs> That's another show. Otherwise, <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's the other show. Um, uh, <laughs> the other thing that I do like is obviously when when you are doing um, you know something like um some pork and parmesan or some um rump caps and pecania, or you're doing um some chorizo what you want is is something at the end of that dish to basically kind of um cut back uh from that sort of meal that you've been having almost brazilian barbecue so i would actually be rolling that pineapple just skin it ram this ram ram the uh ram ram the history right through the middle as they say and then um basically coat it in um in in cinnamon and and sugar um brown sugar Ooh, nice, a, a, and just give Sounds you that nice. nice little thing and actually you could actually top that with maple and pecan ice cream so i, I really just smashed yeah. it so well i mean th- those are the two things and actually i, I could probably i could probably Yeah, I'd give them both a go at some point in the coming weeks, actually, because my son's on this mad thing at the moment. He's six. Uh, Dad, I want a mango. Oh, you've seen the price of mangoes now <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> like, but you don't want to discourage your child from 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 putting uh fruit or putting um yeah or vegetables in the basket so it was blueberries for a while crikey that got expensive yeah now it's mangoes but obviously mangoes is quite a bit you don't it's not that you know you don't get a solid you've got the middle bit that's got to come out so it's, it's not the most economical fruit so um but yeah he loves a pineapple so we're in a pineapple phase um a, a mango phase phase at the moment so yeah i'm gonna do something with that wicked wicked <laughs> wicked.
2: what about uh what about the ingredient uh, to add to the list for our next guest what, what are you gonna add for us
1: sumac
0: oh a lovely bit of spice mix yeah,
1: sumac nice do as you will with it i'll be interested i I don't want to say anything as as to what i do with it it's probably quite obvious what i do with it um but i want to i'll be really interested to see um to see what people come up with and maybe they'll go away and research it now just in case they're oh there we go it's already on the wheel wicked it's on the wheel it's there so you've got you guys have got good production values (laughs) <laughs> I, I like what you did there. I, I've, I have I've, been, I've, ne- I've, I've got, I've got visuals up behind on a green screen before, but I've never been there with. I, you know what? One of my biggest barbecue fails is actually I don't know how to do the um the Instagram giveaway wheel. I've always failed at it. Every time I do a giveaway, I, I announce the wrong person. <laughs> or I, I I I don't ship the thing to the right person, or I just I've given up on them. But I, I probably should do one soon, any anyway. But um, maybe maybe I could give away. I should give away a sizzle fest um, um yeti flask. By the way, there are a few. Oh, le- people would but, go for that. People would yeah, go for that. I think I might do that. When when you let me know when the when the episode's going out, I'm going to do some sizzle fest swag because I know a few people got a bit hazy and and didn't get round to purchasing it on the day. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, definitely. sounds good to us oh brilliant um
2: well yeah so basically if look forward to hearing you know seeing what you do with pineapple i said just tag us in uh on on insta and and socials that would be fantastic is there is there anything perhaps that we haven't covered yet or you know that that you'd love to kind of talk to us and and obviously our listeners about
1: yeah i mean i mean i want to actually i want to thank i want to thank a few people um obviously the guys at the guys at socal um, but well, actually, you should start with my family. Yeah, big up my family. Um, you know, I start. I started barbecuing at the age of probably five or six because my mum's Lebanese and my, my dad's English, but he lived out in the Middle East. So um, if I didn't burn, you know, he said, "Don't touch that." And and uh, uh, and obviously, he came back from the kitchen, and I burnt my fingers. <laughs> and then next time, I was like, "Daddy, I can do this. Not burn myself." Um, and so, yeah, I, just like that initial thing, and and my heritage, my culture, my family out in the Middle East—you know—that's that is the foundations of why I'm into cooking for sure. Um, and then, obviously, all the guys at SoCal, the staff, the people that actually work there, um, that that have that have been supportive, um, that probably still think that me and Charles and James and Meat Fire Whiskey and and um, and Cork and Hampshire—all those—they all think we're nuts. But um, I, you know, those guys. Uh, and also just like the, this the opportunity that i've had this summer that came about as a bit of an accident uh where i was uh up in peckham probably last january or february at, um at an art exhibition and i was buying some some artwork for my studio here so i've got the artwork but i haven't got the sports on it. i'm a weird guy i'm a weird guy um and lo and behold it was the day that i first actually met uh christian um, Stevenson, dj barbecue and we were just we were just chatting away and i was i I think i was wearing this hat or no i was wearing um i was wearing a a, um a a snows hat and he's like hey man you you you, you've been there you're 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 one of those guys that was on that tour i didn't follow i I followed him but he doesn't follow me and he must have seen it through a repost Mm. and and he's like oh blah 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 And, and i actually his friend was selling art and they run this thing called cool wall posters and so they're all like ex-vintage original prints that went out to like cinemas and films so this, i've got like this david bowie thing a daft punk thing but these are like original publicity prints and they're 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 very limited run so i actually got chatting to him and i bought some from his friend's business and he happened to be there and we were chatting chatting away uh and and i mentioned camp Festival, and he just sort of said to me um no, he said, hey, you're from Dorset, right? I said, oh, I'm from Dorset. He said, oh, so you're from Dorset. He said, um, I'm, I'm doing Camp Festival. Um, and I was like, actually, I'm, I'm going this year with my family. And he said, uh, and then we started talking about music. He said, hey, just just bring some records. Come come and spin some tunes for us at Camp Festival. And then obviously, like, uh, I'm like, what? And and so I go to Camp Festival, I take my records. And next thing I'm DJing, um with him and and olivier his 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 french he's a french dj that works with charles Peterson. and people like you know these guys have been around the business for a while uh and and they liked it and the, and and it was kind of like that's where i met t-bone um t-bone chops uh yeah. Hay, hamish that works with him uh david fennings there's a whole crew there that that and uh, that is the day that i realized that doing barbecue at big events i don't know if you've ever seen their setup where it's like four massive smokers you know they've got they've got the whole leg of beef on the rotisserie mm. these guys are legit they are the real deal and i didn't realize until i got there that day that operation and the professionality of these chefs these pit masters they are uk pit masters and they are there smashing out you know like three thousand smash burgers over a weekend and and i felt guilty because i want to go there and help them cook but they don't even talk to each other these guys can just literally they cook you know it's like i've been in the kitchen at the the dorchester and and i've and i've worked at cocktail on on, i'm doing events but i've been in their kitchens and i see the way they work these like well-drilled like high-class michelin-style restaurant chefs and they and it's just and it just moves it moves plates move they don't talk they don't need to talk they shout like okay service bang but these guys that it's like watching ballet when you see these guys work and i just want i just want to go and get involved And I'm like, because I finished DJ, I was like, is there anything I can do? It's like, no, man, it's it's cool. And then and then obviously I get the phone call like, do you want to come and come and DJ for us at Big Feast of All? And so I've left DJ, but because of barbecue and a weird sort of bumping into somebody, Mm -hmm. I've ended up DJing for barbecue. For DJ Barbecue, but and, and that's been a really cool journey. So I do want to thank them this year. Cause actually, when when I left left London, there was a massive um hole in in my thing where I was used to going out and just getting the party going and stuff like that. So um that's another sort of journey that has has kind of like evolved um as a result of barbecue. And um, like I say, it's like a family, and 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 the cool thing is there is is that they are they are like a really nice team, humble guys. He's probably one of the busiest guys. In barbecue but the way that to watch somebody actually um come and um like when people come and talk he he always got the time and and it's people like this that are teaching or showing that barbecue is possible and and like people they buy a book then they go and try a recipe like we did in the in the early days i mean jamie oliver's 20 minute cooks came out and Somebody gave it to me. I was like, I can do all of this anyway. But nice one. But you end up doing them anyway. It's the same with this barbecue thing. It just takes you up a level. So, and and the likes that the likes of Genevieve, the likes of Marcus. I want to thank those guys, obviously, for pushing the agenda, for getting on TV, for making people believe that they can they can go out and do this thing in their garden. Um, and and it's not like, even Charles with with like Spice Punch is coming down this weekend. Um, absolutely awesome. Um, actually. It might not be this weekend when this goes out. What (laughs) what I'm saying is, is, is you've got to thank these people that are hosting events, that are opening barbecue schools. Um, and then all of us guys that do the Instagram thing, and and the people that are sharing their cooks, because I get inspired every time I go for Instagram. Um, I just wish I had more time to 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 to, to like copy or, or follow other people's cooks. But um, yeah, I just want to thank everybody. Basically, that's a small part of my journey this year, which I would have never believed that happened would happen, but it's happening um but it is it is a big thing and it's like you know before I go I just want to bless the whole the whole barbecue family I want to thank everybody for um being involved all the way up and just like you know keep keep looking after each other keep cooking keep inspiring you know and 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 you know let's have a this conversation it will be um just as amazing to have in another two years time because I I, yeah. I don't believe that this is not just a phase this is this is a this is this this is a lifestyle it's a longevity It's a, it's a community it's a family it's it's got everything and, and yeah, bless everybody. Thank you so much for your support. Um, Sizzle Fest, um, and, and my own personal big nose barbecue page. Uh, yeah, and keep, keep listening to this podcast, because you guys honestly, you, you give up your time to listen to people like me rattle on um and and
2: and, you know yeah we wouldn't do it if we didn't love it though so yeah
1: (laughs) before i drink before i drink any more scotch and and go on anymore um no i just i want to i want to thank everybody for for um giving me the time to to share to share everything my my uh, journey my platform and and um long mate long mate continue for all of us
0: you know, yeah. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us. I'm sure we will speak to you again on here, but you're hundred percent right. And you can only look like two, three years ago at what UK barbecue is yeah. compared to what UK barbecue is now. Yeah, And it's because of all those inspiring people that whether yeah. you turn on the TV, whether you're on Netflix, whether you're on Instagram and you see the yeah. progression and long may it continue. And yeah, thank you as well for everything you do for the community. Cause it's
1: a lot. Yeah. Cheers guys. No, that's cool. And and as I say, uh, it's, it's, it's a very, it's very humbling to, to, to hear that man. And yeah, big respect guys. Thank you so much. God bless you all. Really appreciate yeah. Really appreciate your time.
2: Well, thanks for coming on Chris. And uh, yeah, well, let's, let's try and catch up again soon in person. Yeah. We'll, we'll see yeah. you soon. We'll see you soon. <laughs> yeah. Nice one guys. Cheers. That's it for another episode of the meet and greet barbecue podcast. It was great to catch up with Chris, AKA big nose barbecue. Uh, obviously, plans for sizzle fest 2023. Uh, There's lots of things that Chris is looking to do. uh, And we can't wait to hear and and, and see more of that over the coming months. Um, as ever, we'd love to hear from you. So please get in contact. Tell us what you want to talk about. Uh, go and visit our website where we've got the Meet and Greet Barbecue Podcast Shop, where there's uh, products, things where we're working on an affiliate basis with the brands like Thermapen, so where you're cooking to temperature and not time. You've got some merch from the podcast uh, and other bits and pieces we hope to go on on, on there soon. Until next time, keep on grilling. Today's episode is brought to you by AOS Kitchens, the South's leading outdoor kitchen design and installation specialists.